Welcome to Understanding the Bible with Pastor Stephen. This is Season 2, Episode 44, Dinosaurs and the Bible, Part 2. So last time we talked about how long ago did dinosaurs really live, and we read the verses from Genesis 1 about creation, about how they did not evolve and neither did mankind. They were all created on day 6. And then we asked, well, what? how long ago was this? And according to the Bible, that gives an age of the earth from Adam, if you follow the genealogies in the Old Testament, of approximately 6,000 to 7,500 years old. Now, I didn't do the math. Other people smarter than me have done it. But we do have historical evidence um, all the way back to the Sumerian flood, which most Bible scholars believe that that was actually a record of the uh, Noah's flood. So we do have most of those dates accounted for up to the modern day 2023. We know adding up all the dates and the genealogies in the Bible that depending on uh, those time frames, you're looking at six to 7,000 years old. This means that dinosaurs had to have lived during human history based off of the Bible and history that we have seen. What about science though? Hasn't that proven the opposite? And people talk about evolution and carbon-14 and radiometric dating methods, etc. And that's what we're going to get into today. Just bear with me if you're not into science, because this is very important to understand where these false things come from. Almost everyone thinks carbon dating speaks of millions or billions of years. But actually, carbon dating can't be used to date either rocks or fossils. It is only useful for once living things which still contain carbon, like flesh or bone or wood. Rocks and fossils consist only of inorganic minerals and cannot be dated with carbon-14. In case you didn't know it, a fossil is actually minerals. Minerals have over time replaced all the bone. And so you have the shape of the bone basically made out of rock but not the actual bone. It's all decomposed and decayed and been replaced by mineral. So there's a lot of science in that. Uh, we see after Mount St. Helens, um, the volcanic ash and things like that, that things can get fossilized very quickly within like a three-year time span. So there's lots of reasons for what may have caused fossilization of bones, and I'm not going to get into that. We're going to assume that everyone knows there are bones out there that have been fossilized. And if you haven't seen one, go to a museum. They're, they're pretty cool. But carbon-14 can't date those. And, and here's another reason why, as far as the modern scientific world. The half-life of carbon-14 is 5,730 years or 740, depending on who you talk to. Now, if you look at the Encyclopedia Britannica.com, uh, it has a short explanation of carbon-14. It's the longest-lived radioactive isotope of carbon whose decay allows the accurate dating of archaeological artifacts. In carbon-14 dating, measurements of the amount of carbon-14 present in an archaeological specimen, such as a tree, are used to estimate the specimen's age. Green plants absorb carbon from the air. It's then passed on to animals through the food chain, and carbon-14 slowly decays in a living organism continually lost and replenished as the organism breathes in air and eats food. Once it dies, it no longer absorbs carbon-14, so the amount of this isotope in its tissues steadily decreases as the tissue decays. So they assume the half-life is 5,730 years plus or minus 40 years, and what scientists say is that this is the amount of isotopes 
that will disintegrate or fall apart in 5,730 years, approximately half of whatever sample they have. So they assume that this carbon-14 decays at a constant rate. An estimate of when the organism died can be made by measuring the amount of its residual carbon-14 that they find in the artifact. This was all discovered and proposed by Willard F. Libby um, in the mid-1940s. He won a Nobel Prize for chemistry in the 1960s for it, and people have used it ever since. Now, here's a couple of things that you need to understand about it. First of all, using that half-life means that scientists can only get good readings based off of their math of up to 50,000 years old. All right. So first of all, the main flaw is we don't know how much carbon a bone or a tree had in it to begin with. It's based on what it ate, how much it breathed in the atmosphere, how much carbon was in the atmosphere before it started to decay and so on. Understand that half-lives are only guesswork. Nobody's lived that long to actually prove it. Now, uranium-238, uranium-235, potassium-40, argon and others are used as well with the same problems. Now, it's based off of circular reasoning that uh, uranium-238, the half-life is 4.5 billion years because scientists think that the Earth is 4.5 billion years old. So if they can detect uranium in a stone, then it has to be at least 4.5 billion years old. So the half-life must be 4.5 billion years old, and it's circular reasoning, okay? Radiometric dating is deeply flawed based on assumptions about the half-life, and then the next half-life, reducing it another 50%, and then the next half-life, reducing it another 50%, being constant. So even the most liberal estimates say that carbon-14 dating is only good to about 60,000 years. Now, there's a couple of errors, and I want to read these from scientific journals, okay? Uh, from the Anthropological Journal of Canada, volume 19 in 1981, uh, it's titled Selected Dates. Carbon-14 Ages in Error by Robert Lee. Quote, The troubles of the radiocarbon dating method are undeniably deep and serious. Despite 35 years of technological refinement and better understanding, the underlying assumptions have been strongly challenged. It should be no surprise then that fully half of the dates are rejected. The wonder is surely that the remaining half come out to be accepted. There are gross discrepancies. The chronology is uneven and relative, and the accepted dates are actually selected dates. End quote. Now, I've done a lot of research on this, and I will tell you this. The carbon-14 models give the scientist who's doing the test a number, and it's based off of the carbon-14 molecules per trillion. And they get a value, which then they guess an age based on the type of object it is, either a, a rock, a bone, a tissue, wood, whatever. And they get this number on how many years it must be. And then the scientist has to decide how many zeros to tack on to that number based on what he knows about where the object was found. It's not very scientific at all. It is based on assumptions. Now, here's another scientist that has explained that in Radioactive Dating Failures, September 13th, 1968, titled Excess in Submarine Pillow Basalts from Kiloa Volcano, Hawaii. In the Science Journal, that is by Snelling. He also did another one, and I've pulled excerpts from here, 
in the conflicting ages of tertiary basalt and contained fossilized wood in central Queensland, Australia. And this was in uh, Syntec in 2000, so a fairly recent one. And the assumptions are these. They assume how much of a particular chemical was originally present when they do these datings. Then they assume that there was no leaching of the chemical um, by water or from the rocks around it. Then they also, so a constant, it remained a constant, only able to decay based off of their constant rate of decay, okay? And then they assume that those rates of decay have stayed the same for billions of years. Radiometric dating labs don't measure an age, they, um, they measure amounts. Then they infer an age based on their underlying assumptions. When the assumptions are tested by measuring rocks of a known age, like a recent lava flow, these tests often fail miserably. So when we know an age because it happened within our lifetime, they can't use the dating methods because it doesn't work. So objects of the same age tested in different ways have been shown to give dates varying by a factor of thousands. The fact that there is some consistency to radiometric dates is explained in part by the tendency to publish only data consistent with the evolutionary age already established for that fossil. Hear that again. The fact that there is a consistency in radiometric dates among scientists is because, or explained in part by, the tendency to only publish the dates that it gives if it is consistent with the age that scientists already agree on. That's not science. That's pure propaganda. Most radioactive dating lab laboratories ask you to tell them what age you expect. What type of rock layer did you find this in? How old was that rock layer? All right, we'll test this for you. It is very hard to see why this would be necessary if these were actual scientific methods. The entire geological millions of years system was largely in place based on the philosophical assumptions of Charles Lyell and James Hutton and others before the radioactivity was even discovered. Whenever a radioactive date is returned by the computer models that contradicts the system, it is discarded. When their scientific testing gives a date that doesn't fit with what they want, they throw it away and send it to another lab. How is that scientific? Here's another point from those articles. If a radiometric date and an evolutionary date conflict, quote, the radiometric date is always discarded, end quote. Let's take a look at some actual math, some science, okay? Based on true science, no carbon-14 should exist in anything greater than 103,140 years old. So using their half-life of 5,730 years, ICR.org did an article on that. And they stated that if you take the 5,730 years and say only half of the carbon molecules are left, then in 11,460 years, only 25% would be left add another 5,730 to that, and so on, and you'd see 50% of what was left, 50% of what is left of that, and, and so on, until you get to where it's an unmeasurable amount, okay? 
and that is a PMC value of below 0.001. That's the lowest detectable amount of carbon. That math leads you to the absolutely scientific conclusion if you believe their half-life of 5,730 years. No carbon-14 would be detectable in anything older than 103,140 years old. However, researchers consistently, almost every time, detect carbon-14 in samples thought to be tens of millions of years old. Carbon-14 has even been detected in diamonds, which some scientists claim are billions of years old. Well, that's completely false. It can't be. Radioisotope dating methods involving the heavier, longer-lived isotopes, such as uranium, lead, potassium, argon, etc., are one of the main justifications that evolutionists use to argue for the large ages. Because these isotope methods yield age estimates of many millions of years for igneous rocks, it is thought that sedimentary rocks are also millions of years old, as well as the organic remains found inside of them. Yet this assumption leads to a contradiction. If these organic samples really are millions of years old, then they should be radiocarbon dead. But they aren't. Now here's some specific examples. GenesisPark.com did an article, Carbon-14 Dating of Dinosaur Bones. And let me just read some of this here because this is remarkable. Because we're talking about things that the scientific community, the evolutionary world, every school in America teaches Dinosaurs are millions of years old, right? But we use carbon-14 dating, and we can find carbon-14 in dinosaur bones, almost every one that's ever been found. In 2012, researchers analyzed multiple dinosaur bone samples from Texas, Alaska, Colorado, and Montana. Carbon-14 dating revealed that they are less than 39,000 years old. These findings were presented by the German physicist Dr. Thomas Seiler at a conference sponsored by AGU, and the Asia Oceana Geosciences Society in Singapore. This evidence was unacceptable to the influential evolutionists who found out about it. The abstract was removed from their conference website by two chairmen who refused to accept the findings, 39,000 years old. Unwilling to challenge the data openly, they erased the report from public view. In 2015, Researchers confirmed carbon-14 in a triceratops bone from Montana. Now, Dr. Thomas and Dr. Nelson, radiocarbon and dinosaur and other fossils, published this in 2015. In 2019, a centrosaurus bone found in the dinosaur park formation of Alberta, Canada, was carbon dated to 33,790 years old. Now, this is also written in eLife in 2019. The title of the article is, Cretaceous dinosaur bone contains recent organic material and provides an environment conducive to microbial communities. Now, the carbon-14 evidence continues to mount up. Evolutionists have switched tactics from arguing that dinosaur bones are radiocarbon dead to arguing now that carbon-14 in those things must have been acquired from the surrounding environment due to bacteria, radioactive uranium decay, etc., but that would not have produced the quantities of carbon-14 that is found here. If it was contaminated from the environment, it would be expected that you would get more carbon-14 on the outside of the bones than on the inside. But this is just not what happens. The samples are taken from different parts of the same dinosaur bone, and it's the same throughout the whole thing. 
So clearly that bone is recent enough to have carbon-14 still in it. Most scientists agree 50 to 60,000 years is the most that carbon-14 survives. Institute for Creation Research says that the most it can survive is 103,000 years. So if all the dinosaur bones that are tested for carbon-14 have it, then none of those dinosaur bones are millions of years old. Period. Or carbon-14 dating just is completely false. Now, I tend to believe that, as opposed to the dinosaurs being 39,000 years old, 50,000 years old, etc. Let's break it down here. This is something simple that anyone can understand without going into all that science. What is science? Okay, basically, just Google it. It is the systematic study of the structure and behavior of the physical and natural world through observation, experimentation, and the testing of theories against the evidence obtained. Observable by the five senses. Can I see it, taste it, smell it, feel it, or hear it? Well, that invalidates every half-life known to man for any of these models. They are all computer models, not actual science. No one has seen carbon-14 molecules half start out with you know, a certain number of molecules and measure it over 5,730 years and then seen that only half of it is left. Not a single scientist have, has ever done that. It is not observable. These are computer models and guesswork based on mathematical equations if the laboratory conditions and everything else remained constant for the entire 5,730 years. There's no way that that is possible in the, in the universe. Number two, it must be uh, able to be experimented upon it, putting the theories to test to see if they are true. Well, we can't experiment with fossils. They're mineral deposits, not actual bone. We would have to kill a dinosaur and do experiments over a minimum of 5,730 years to do true science on the age of dinosaurs and the, the dating methods that we use. The same thing with the age of the Earth. We can't experiment with a planet forming and testing the rocks. All of this is theory. Testing, for to be true science, must be able to be duplicated by other scientists. Well, no scientist has even done the first test on any of this, these dating methods. No scientist has observed any of this stuff with any of their five senses. So nobody can even do the first test let alone a second one to duplicate it and verify that the science is actual. So the age of the earth and the age of dinosaur bones or rocks or anything that is past observable written human history is pure guesswork. If someone adamantly, like a scientist, adheres to this guesswork without scientific proof, experimentation, repeatable, testable, then they are exhibiting a faith in a theory, not science. So here's the problems that we have with it. And here's basically what it comes down to. Carbon-14 and every other radiometric dating uses circular reasoning, not science, because we can't use science because no one's lived that long. So if a fossil is found in an area that is determined to have layers of rock from 50 million years ago, then they tell you the fossil must be 50 million years old. The rock is found to be 50 million years old because it contains those fossils that they decided already have to be 50 million years old. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Basically, they're saying it's that old because I say it's that old, because I say it's that old, because I say it's that old. It, no scientific basis whatsoever.
Now, years ago, a test was done by ICR, Institute for Creation Research. Uh, they've got a lot of... Let, let me back this up for a second. ICR, the reason I quote them, is in order to publish an article with ICR, you have to have at least a doctorate in that applied science. These are not ignorant people. These are not just believers in some holy book. These are actual freaking scientists. Most of them have master's degrees and multiple decades of study in those particular fields, okay? That's why I keep quoting ICR. Well, they did a test years ago on a human that had died like 20 years ago. They had the decomposed bones, and they sent them to several labs uh, to get dates on them. Every lab doing carbon-14 dating returned dates ranging from 500 to 50,000 years old, and they knew it died. That person died like 20 years ago. These labs are not based on science. They are not consistent. Models of carbon-14 dating return a number that is up to the scientist to put as many zeros after it as necessary based on the assumptions that he has about that item. We need to understand that as a believer in Jesus Christ, you must believe the Bible. And God says he created all the animals and human beings in six days and rested on the seventh. You either believe God or you don't. Now, let me leave you with this Bible verse and the understanding that every time science has observably, provably found something to be true that was debated in the past, it has always aligned with the Bible. Never once has any observable, testable, scientific theory actually disproven anything from the Bible. Not once. And someday I'll do a podcast on all the different scientific discoveries that came from the Bible. But I want you to understand that this discussion about ages and dinosaurs is not something new. In the time of Jesus Christ and the apostles, and probably before that, people who were quote-unquote learned men of science have always tried to disprove the Bible using false things, lies. And one day I'll do another podcast on all the different human skeletons that have been falsified by scientists that are currently taught in American schools. But scientists lying about things because their faith tells them that the Bible is not true is not a new thing. All you have to do is go back to the COVID-19 thing and the things that the CDC, Centers for Disease Control, put out during COVID-19. All the different tests done by Pfizer and Moderna and fake vaccines and such that have been proven to be false because people made billions off of it. Next time you hear a scientist say something or publish a paper, you might want to look into who's paying him to do it because they will most likely twist the science or lie about the evidence to fit the narrative that their employer is paying them to back up. That's just logic. That's what humans do. If you're a scientist and you make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year and you publish something that will cut your funding and make you ostracized from the scientific community to where you can't make a living anymore because nobody will hire you because you've proved them wrong, it makes sense 
that all the scientific evidence and studies will consistently back up whatever has already been put out. Scientists are humans, and humans tend to lie as long as they're making money off of it. 1 Timothy 6.20 O Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust, avoiding profane and vain babblings, and oppositions of science, falsely so-called. In the first century, they had people lying about science just to oppose Jesus Christ. It's not a new thing. There's nothing new under the sun. I hope that helps a little bit with your scientific knowledge. If you have any questions, again, email me, angrypatriot42 at yahoo.com. And until next time, may God bless you all.